Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. I mean, what's up, Kate? How's it going, Kara? <laughs> you guys, we got... It was it was an email or a uh, Instagram media. or a Facebook, and we can't remember what it was now. But somebody said that when her kids hear the theme song, they go, "Hey Kate, hey Kara," <laughs> and it made us what, so happy. What up, Kara? <laughs> so I'm very sorry to the mom who said this, and I can't remember where we where we read it. But hello to her and her kids, and. <laughs> We're going to get I way more that. organized in the new year. So <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> Good goal. There's just so many places. Yeah. The homeschool sisters new year's resolution is to find an app that combines all the apps into one, <laughs> all the social media into one thing. And all your messages just, are here. Yes. If that exists, please forward please it let to us. us. Know about it. <laughs> <laughs> we desperately need it. Welcome to season four of the Homeschool Sisters podcast, where we keep it so real <laughs> that, that you're aware we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> okay, but big news. After season three, we hit 250,000 downloads of the podcast. I know. Which is amazing. That crazy? And now we're up. It's I just amazing. Look, today we're at 256,400 53 or something amazing and we haven't even put anything out recently and it's just thank you all for listening yes so so first of all yes thank you so much to everyone and if you could continue to share this with your friends and uh leave itunes reviews because that's the absolute best way that podcasts get found by new people so if you can leave itunes reviews even if it's just a couple you know couple quick words or whatever that that helps us so much or if you don't like to mess with that technical stuff we get it so just tell your friends <laughs> especially new homeschoolers I've been reading a lot lately from people that are in their first year and it's been helpful yes absolutely so. good thinking um so okay season four we have got some fantastic guests coming up I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited. <laughs> We're so excited that we're, we're talking in unison. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and, and we also have an idea that we want to run past everyone. So we're going to work on putting together a survey. And we're going to be sending it out through all the various channels that we've realized. All the places. <laughs> It'll be a blast. <laughs> can, yeah, it can be a little overwhelming. It's like woof.com, if anybody's seen The Office. <laughs> you, you didn't watch The Office, did you, Kate? Uh, my husband did. I know okay. what you're talking about. All right, yeah. So woof.com, where like all the, all the facts and the email and the... Yeah, everything goes <laughs> to the same place. That's what we need. We need, we need Ryan Howard on this. Um, yeah. But we're going to send out a survey to get your official opinion, but we are considering doing a once a week podcast. It won't be an overwhelming survey because I know sometimes. Yeah. We're going to keep it very short. Surveys can be a little like, oh man. We're going to keep it home. Yeah. Homeschool mom friendly. You will not have to. It's really just two seconds. What do you want? Yes. Sisters will deliver. What we're going to ask you is if you would like more podcasts and in, in order to make that happen, we would probably not post on the homeschool sisters site. And instead we would continue posting on our own sites and maybe like give you a heads up when we post on our own sites, Mm -hmm. but we would focus our time on more podcasts instead doing there would still be show notes and stuff to reference. It just wouldn't be articles that off week when we're not podcasting. Yeah. So, um, when you see that survey, if you could fill out those couple of quick questions, we'll make it as painless as possible. And we would really like to hear from you because we want to do what's going to help our sisters most in the new year. So let us know. I'm excited. I am too. Okay. So we have a sponsor for this episode. I'm so excited about the sponsor. I think it's, it's going to be a familiar face for a lot of people. And for those that don't know about it, you're going to be thankful 
that you heard about it because it's really cool. Yes. So big life journals. I first heard about big life journals. They were part of a homeschool bundle that I was part of and they had these really great principles Mm -hmm. that talked all about growth mindset and it turns out that they have like a whole journal about growth mindset. So I know you guys have actually used this, right, Kate? We have. We got them last spring and we used them a lot over the summer um, and into the fall. We're a little off our game at the moment <laughs> because Christmas. But um, I, I like it. I like that it's a partnership journal that you're using with your children. So you have a, a big life journal buddy and you set a time together to journal and then you chat about it. And it includes, I mean, as a book lover, it's totally up my alley. It includes all these fun quotes and poems and stories. And it's just, it's teaching children to build character and be a good friend and develop into, you know, their own unique person. I think that's so cool. And the journal itself is intended for kids 7 to 11. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get my hands on one. I think my daughter is going to absolutely flip for it. You have shown me um, there's, yeah, like the artwork combines with the stories that combines with these writing prompts, which, you know, it can be a little intimidating for a child to hand them a journal and be like, hey, write down all your feelings, you know, but with a prompt, it gives them a it opens that door a little bit and it gives them a way to express themselves. And, and I wish there was a way to show the pages here too, because it keeps it really varied and interesting. And it's never something that's super taxing for a seven-year-old or an 11-year-old. So it's not something where if you're not, your child doesn't really like to write it, it could still work for them because it's just, it's almost a stepping stone for the next conversation. And yeah. for those big, juicy conversations, it fits perfectly with Brave Writer. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's, it covers 13 topics, including dream big, be persistent, love learning. That's perfect. Be grateful, make a difference in the world, many others. Um, it's been a huge success among thousands of parents. Um, it's got over 500 five-star reviews. I mean, right there. <laughs> right? I can't I can't wait to get my hands on it. 208 pages. Oh, you're going to love it. Hardcover, fully illustrated. I love illustrated. a good journal. Uh, 26 weeks it covers stories, poems, quotes, writing prompts. You showed me a story um, about Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just, just so good. And such a um, nice component for like, you know, to get your kid writing naturally. I love that kind of thing. So you can head right to their site, biglifejournal.com, where you can see a video, you can see images, um, everything you need to know. They also have lots of printables on their site and everything else. And there's a code available for 10% off, right? Yes, there is. So if you enter the coupon code HS Sisters, it's capital H, capital S Sisters, all one word, um, you can get that 10% off. Perfect. And we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes too, just so you don't have to write that down right now if you're driving your car. So (laughs) (laughs) please don't. No, please don't. Head to the homeschoolsisters.com. Everything you need to know will be over there. And now, are you ready to get on with answering some questions? I am. Yay. I'm so excited to be back. Okay, here we go. Okay, so our first question is from Ashley, and Ashley writes, I absolutely love your podcast. It's hard to even put into words how monumental it has been for me. A friend of mine shared it with me just as I was starting to think about homeschooling, and over the last two years, I have gone from somewhat curious about the brave writer unschooling child-led, I was pursuing classical at the time, to full-on embracing my tribe. Woohoo! Anyway, I was wondering if you might tell us who those of us who are new to the lifestyle, more about what the process of planning or supporting a deep dive looks like. Do you have some common first steps? Where did you, when your kids show interest, how does one think of creative ways to keep supporting it? How do you find quality documentaries or YouTube videos troubleshooting like purely hypothetical when I thought my child would be really interested in a topic, but it turned out to be only a passing fad. And now we're stuck with the rest of the unit study. I worked so hard on just sitting in my desk unused. Do you do it anyway? Or do you chuck it? Love you girls. Oh, wow. Oh, that's okay. First of all, it's very nice, but that's also an awesome question. It's such a great question. Yeah. Deep dives. 
<laughs> I like calling it a deep dive too. Yeah. So what do you guys do? So we're actually, we have one happening right now, but, um, my youngest guy is really interested in space all of a sudden. And I know exactly what Ashley's talking about when you get all the stuff and then they abandon their interest and move on to something completely different. So I've sort of learned to plan less. So I often call them lazy unit studies. And I think I wrote a post for our site about that and I can link to it in the show notes, but it's really, it's not fancy or complicated at all. We just pick whatever subject it is. We go to the library, they pick books on the topic. And I also throw in ones that they might not necessarily be interested in at the time. And then I strew them. So leave them out on the coffee table, leave them on the kitchen island. And, and I'll do a Google search to see if anything, you know, striking pops up and I can often find things like, we really like curiosity stream for documentaries. It often like with the space one right now, they have tons of space content that's new this year. And so I have those flagged on my watch list, um, field trip zoom actually, um, my kids right now, <laughs> as we're podcasting, are watching um, a field trip with the California Academy of Science where they're seeing the night sky. And then if I can tie in art in any way, we, we like chalk pastels and there's a chalk pastel tutorial for space. So really just making it easy on yourself um, and just sort of following the child's lead with their interests, but not putting tons of pressure on yourself to necessarily do something that might be out of your comfort zone. Like if you don't like lap books or notebooking, don't, this isn't really the time to do it. Just do what's working for you and keep it, keep it simple almost. Keep it easy. I love what about that. You? Yeah. My big thing is keeping it free or cheap in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, because you know, you're okay. So your son's interested in space. You could have gone out and bought a thousand dollar telescope. Right. But it's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's not go that far is it yet. Is an interest or is it a passion? Exactly. Oh, so yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, so our first stop is always the library too. And a lot of times I'll go to Amazon and I'll look around and I'll, I'll, the library is like my online shopping. So I'll look at the Amazon stuff and then I will reserve books and put them on hold at the library, anything I can. And then if there's something that looks really really good that I can't get, then I will try to find like a used copy on Amazon or something. But you have to be careful because used copies, um, if you buy, a lot of times they get shipped media mail. So it takes like three or four weeks to get <laughs> oh to your gosh. house. It takes forever. And by then, and your then kid's the interest like, is long gone. I don't care about poodles anymore. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I forgot games. We're, um, this whole space thing started because my son was obsessed with this game called Moons and Planets. It's a memory game, but so much better than the traditional memory because it's circular cards and they are the moons and the planets and they have fun facts on them and like the illustrations are amazing. So he got really into that and then he saved up to get those glow star planet things and he arranged them on his wall and then his big brother told him that that's not like Neptune doesn't go there. (laughs) So then, (laughs) so then he got really interested, you know, his was artistic take on the solar system. And then we started getting more into it. And then I actually ended up buying a game because I was interested too, um, for Christmas for the kids called constellations and it's gorgeous. And it goes really well with this book that we have that we've had new to us this year, but like beginning of the home school year and it's called what we see in the stars. And I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. it on the podcast before, but they all just, just if you had a game and that book, and then you just went out and looked up at the sky in winter. I feel like right there you have a little lazy unit study and anything you add onto it is great. That's awesome. Do you guys have a moon chart? I don't. I should. We did okay. at one point and I think it was a poster and somebody, I don't, something happened. So, yeah. <laughs> Might have been turned into something else. Yes. Well, we have, I need to get a new one. We had one for 2017. It's so pretty. And I just got it on Amazon. It wasn't a lot. It was like 10 bucks, but it just kept us engaged in that, you know? And so I think the big thing with when your kid gets really interested and passionate about something like that is you have to kind of let them take the lead. And so the way I see it is instead of spending your time 
planning like a lot in advance and trying to plan out way in advance, you're almost more like, and this is going to sound a little scary, but you're like responding kind of, which, (laughs) um, (laughs) but you know, you're, it's like using your energy differently instead of like spending all Sunday, like putting together, you know, this really involved unit study with like a ton of printables that you print out and a bunch of stuff that you bought and a bunch of stuff that you're, you know, collecting from all these different places. And like, you have to go to Michael's and you have to buy like a, umpteen styrofoam balls because you're going to make the whole solar system in your house and all that kind of stuff. You sort of let them take the lead and you're following along and they say, mom, can we find some videos? And then you go, yeah. And then that's when you use your time to help them look at the videos when they want to. Because the other thing is when they're driving, it's going to stick so much more. So that's the huge thing. Yeah. They're interested in it. It's like one of those windows. Yes, absolutely. And, um, I know Julie from brave writer has said like, you can't work harder than your kid because you know, I mean, you'll just end up frazzled and frustrated and everything. So when, when you (laughs) allow them to be, it's like me this week, (laughs) (laughs) when you allow Julie does it again, she spoke to me (laughs) to be in the driver's seat, you know, um, it just, it, it's like, a you, you're shifting your mind a little bit and letting them be in charge. And so if they find an art project that they're super into and they want to do, and then they want to go to the craft store and they want to get this stuff and you're like, yeah, buddy, let's do it. And you're supporting them in that learning, but you're not going out on Saturday, spending your day at three different stores, collecting all these pieces only to bring them home and have them say on Monday, Oh mom, I don't really, I'm not super into space, but you know what I really want to learn about is mummies. And then you're like, (laughs) okay, wait, I have nothing for mummies. I have an entire galaxy in my trunk. I have nothing for mummies. So (laughs) then you've got to return it all. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a mess. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the approach that I would take is just letting them be in charge and supporting them in that kind of following them along as they go. And, you know, if the other thing is that sometimes it can be something where they get super into it for like a month and you're like, wow, they are just like going to love this forever. And then they don't. And that's okay. It's like they get all they get. Yeah, because that month, but then sometimes it comes back around to later. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, worst case scenario, you buy the whole solar system, you lose all the receipts, just cram it in your crazy closet, and then, (laughs) like, next year... You'll be like, oh, I forgot about this. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be like, man, I wish we could make a solar system, and you will be, like, the most awesome mom ever, so... (laughs) You know, I just had, this isn't um, Ashley's question, but I just had another mom ask me, what if your kid doesn't do these deep dives? Um, And I'm just thinking of it now as we're talking about this and something that occurred to me that's really easy if you want to start encouraging is it, it is if there are holidays coming up or events like the Olympics are coming up, that's a really fun one to like kind of just dive down rabbit holes with together. Um, so it's, it's, it, you can take something that's really accessible that kind of everyone's talking about and just add to it with books and games and whatever sure. your kids like. Yeah. Or you can collect things like, okay, maybe you go to Goodwill and they have a really cool, they have bird bingo, which those games are awesome. Bird bingo, dog oh bingo, all those. Oh my goodness. I played so much dog bingo in my day. Um, <laughs> So, okay, you find bird bingo and it's like three bucks and you're like, wow. So you bring that home, right? And then you go, this is kind of cool. And then maybe you go to the library and you get a few bird books. Not every bird book, Kara, a few bird books. (laughs) Just a And (laughs) because that's the thing, like your kids can't, like when you, if you put out 40 books, like it's too much, you know, put out like a, a, a four books, five books. It has so, to be a teaser. Otherwise right. they, they're on to you. Yeah. Otherwise they're like, great. We're doing a bird study. Thanks mom. All right. So <laughs> you, you put out bird bingo, you put out four or five bird books and then maybe you get like one of those really cool bird feeders. Have you seen those ones that stick to your window? 
I have one. They're so much fun. <laughs> it you brings me such joy because okay. there's this tit mouse that we've talked about that we oh, love. Yes. And he, he stares in at us. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, he's yeah. the best. So that's what you do. <laughs> or you go to Pinterest and you find one recipe. One Pinterest. <laughs> for bird feeders. How to make a bird feeder. One. Not 12. One. And you do old school pine cones and peanut butter and stuff, right? And you put them out. And that's it. Yep. And then you just See what happens. step back. <laughs> you just step back. You know what you do? You get the book from the library that makes all the bird calls. And you sit there and you look <gasps> at it yourself a little bit, you know? And you just <laughs> look through it because it's fascinating. And that's all you do. And then you just give it some time. And then, you know, maybe it takes off. Maybe it doesn't. Like, you haven't heard anything. It's not like, you know. I thought you were going to start doing the calls of your coffee. <laughs> no, no. We used to have a clock that did bird calls. Um, oh, so fun. Actually, well, we still have the clock that does bird calls, but it's set at 7 o'clock. And I didn't realize that until my husband had, he came home, he had a work call. And he was like, yeah, I think I'll probably be off at like 7.30 or so. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to start dinner at 7. And so I looked at the clock and I was like, wow, it's 7 already. And I started dinner and it was only like 6. So <laughs> that clock is broken. It was really cool in its day. But so anyway. <laughs> but that's how you can kind of show your kids how that kind of thing can work. And then, right. so maybe later, um, you know, when they get really into something, they'll think, and they'll think to ask, like, do you think there's any games about this, mom? Or yes. do you think there's any videos about this? You know, that kind of thing. And also dive down your own rabbit holes, because we're, right now, I'm either reading, like, trashy books, trashy mystery <laughs> books, or I'm reading about puppy training. <laughs> But I have all the puppy stuff out and they've actually been picking it up and reading along too, which has been really neat. We've had some really interesting conversations. So I think you need to do your own rabbit holes too, just so that you can be a, you know, a good, yeah. What's the word that I can't think of? Uh, Role model. Um, Thank you. Setting an example. All those things. Setting an example. Awesome adulting. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our next question. All right, this one is from Janet. Hello, what are your thoughts on the S word? Socialization, that is. This is our first year homeschooling, my first grader and third grader. It's been hard, at least for me, to figure out how much they need to be with other kids. We've tried out several different co-ops and groups, but we definitely feel like the new kids, as it feels like most of the kids and parents know each other very well. Any tips for an introverted mom and her two kind of weird but wonderful poppies new to homeschooling on how to make friends, relationships, when the groups may only meet monthly or feel hard to get comfortable with? Love your podcast, ladies. Thank Uh-oh. you, Janet. Thank, Thank you. you. Another good question. It is such a common one in homeschooling, too. The whole socialization. And a frustrating thing. one. It, yeah. You know, it ain't easy to find your tribe, man. No. Oh. You have a great post on that. I do. Is that? Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> That's our site, right? Yes. <laughs> Again, we've got this. Um, okay, back, yes. Back in the saddle. All right. At the Homeschool Sisters, we'll link to that one. No, because you know what I was thinking was I wrote a post for Simple Homeschool a long time ago, and we can link to that one too, about how socialization and just making friends are like different things. Because yes. socialization is all about like, okay, what's that? Ryan Gosling meme where it's like tell that grocery cashier that we socialize our dogs and we um yes what what is that though like I'm I know the one you're thinking about and because I'm reading these poppy books it comes up all the time like you're socializing your dog during this you know this window of early development so that they're not afraid of your vacuum cleaner and that they can see the mailman and they don't think it's a threat. It's, it, it is totally different than it what is. we're doing with our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because so we want them to go out and interact with people right appropriately, but 
you don't need a school to do that. Right. And you don't necessarily need them to hang out with kids exactly their own age. Not that that's what Janet's saying, but I think there's kind of this idea out there that, well, you know, kids that go to school, public school, are automatically being socialized because they go to school. Ain't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And is it in the way you want? (laughs) Right. Exactly. I mean, I could write a book on what I learned on the school bus before I was ready to know about it. Yeah. And being in a room full of people your exact same age is not socialization. And when else in life does that ever happen? You know, like you don't go to a job and everybody is the exact same age as you and, you know, everybody has the same birthdays, everybody lives within the same zip code, you know, that's not, that's not how it works. So, and it's not like you're even allowed to socialize during math class. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like you got in trouble for that. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. So true. Stop talking. Yeah. Stop socializing. Did you just pass a note? (laughs) Yeah. Socializing is only for during recess and maybe during lunch. So, Really what, I mean, I know what, what, that's not what Janet's saying. What she's saying is like, how do you make friends? How do you get into these? Like, I mean, co-ops can be kind of intimidating Mm -hmm. and at their worst, they can be super clicky and toxic. Mm -hmm. So it's tough. Um, we have, we've gone to a lot of co-ops y'all. Um, and we are currently again without a co-op. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish you lived in New Hampshire. We just have our own co-op and it would be rocking. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is like a lot of times, you know, you'll find people that you connect with, but they just don't live where you live. Mm-hmm. And so you can have as a mom, you can get some of that support online through groups that you're part of or through friendships that you make through you know groups you find online or whatever you know if you're super into um brave writer or i know like if you're more classically led um there's like the well-trained mind forums or like happen you know you can Mm -hmm. be part of the read aloud revival and find people there in that forum there's there's so ways many. for you to find people that will support you in your homeschooling journey. Um, and in the meantime, I think it's kind of more about finding friendships, right? Than yeah. finding socialization or even finding a co-op. It's about finding right. people you connect with. And sometimes, you know, I'm an introvert, but you just need to put yourself out there and, you know, post on Facebook or create a meetup, you know, post on a local page and get a few people together for something low key. That's not structured. Go for a hike, you know, go to a play games or something and then just see who you connect with and then yeah, do it some more. And you can, you don't need to have a co-op. No, no. To have friends. Um, I'm kind of at the point, honestly, of wondering if... <laughs> If, if co-ops are for everyone. I mean, I right. think that there's some people that really thrive in co-ops and really do great in co-ops. And there's probably also, you know, I mean, you have to co-op shop a little bit, go to different ones, test it out, see how it feels. But I mean, if you're getting the feeling that it's just really hard to get in there, you're probably right mm-hmm. a little bit. And... I think that it's far worse to be in a co-op that doesn't fit than to just not be in a co-op at all. Right. Because you just feel like, I don't know. Um, what are you doing this for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's And you're paying for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. <laughs> it's never a good feeling to be in a place where you just don't fit or you feel like your kids don't right. fit or you feel like you have to be hyper vigilant because you're like super protective of your kids because they, you know, you feel like you guys can't be yourselves or whatever. So, um, if you can even find one other family to connect with just as a start, just, and go from there. Um, you know, that's how we've really found our friendships is through just connecting with families. 
not about co-ops. We've tried, we've tried multiple co-ops with these people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kate. Um, (laughs) but what works best, honestly, is everybody just getting out and, you know, getting together, hanging out together. Um, you know what you can do that's great is you can invite people over and, um, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can make tea and serve some cookies, or you can put out a bunch of art supplies on a table, or you can right. try to plan a book club, maybe, or something like that. But be welcoming, be inviting. I know that's hard for introverts, though. Yeah. I totally get that, too. Um, the I do, too. Lazy Genius has a post... I'll have to find it and we'll have to link to it about making friends because here's the other thing. Um, it's about making friends as a mom or as an adult. And, and the other thing is it's not just homeschoolers. No, it's everybody. It's hard as an adult to make friends. It's Mm -hmm. honestly so much easier. We used to all the time, my son would go to the park and he would like meet a kid, play with them for like 10 minutes and be like, can we give them our phone number? I want to hang out with this kid again. And I'm like, I do, I, you know, because (laughs) I don't want to give my phone number to some lady that I haven't talked to yet who I've just stood by as I watch our kids play together, you know? I don't know if you're my people. Yeah, but she even talks about that scenario where, you know, you um, meet another mom at the park, like how to start that conversation, how to be like, hey, you know, we're probably going to be here on Tuesdays. Do you guys like to come here on Tuesdays too usually? And, you know, how to how to start a conversation, even if that's not the most comfortable thing for you. So mm-hmm. it's tricky. It is tricky. And, and you're not alone. No, not at all. There's going to be so many sisters out there raising their hand as they're listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't try, I guess I would say try not to worry about the socialization thing because socialization is talking to the librarian. It's taking your kids with you to the bank and the grocery store. It's being able to function in the world make a phone call. Yeah. It's not, you know, hanging out with just other six year olds or whatever. So, so don't worry. Just try to let that piece go. If you can instead focus on friendships and just know that those friendships might have to happen outside of a co-op and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Nobody says you have to have a co-op to homeschool. Oh yeah. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Yeah. Keep thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. So our next question is from Laurel and Laurel writes, a friend just let me borrow a life of Fred fractions and we love it. My kids are only eight, seven and four. So I really want the ones for earlier elementary. Any advice on where to go to find used cheap ones other than Amazon? Love you guys. I am a lawyer from Illinois, recently turned into a homeschool mom in Idaho. So your podcast helps me feel connected and teaches me so much about my new career. Thanks for being a lifeline. Oh, thanks, Laurel. Thank you. Yeah, curriculum can be expensive. Yes. Those bundles, those book bundles are no joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I have a Life of Fred tip. We did Life of Fred for a while. And this is what I would do. I would sell one before I bought another. So you know how they go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through the alphabet. I would, if we were on D, I would sell D before I bought E. So that left us time to do other things in the gaps in there and jump around a little bit. So um, that was one strategy I used specifically for Life of Fred. But in general... Homeschool curriculum, like you said, can be so expensive. So do you have things that you do to keep it a little bit more affordable? I try to buy used whenever possible. So Facebook is a good resource. There's a lot of, you can find local places where people will post their curriculum by geographic region. Um, You can buy used books through Amazon. They take longer. Um, so you need to use your patience, but you can also use, um, some homeschoolers can sign up for discounts as teachers at 
different retail chains. So I think Barnes and Noble used to do that and probably still do. Um, I think it varies by location, but that's something to look into. And then just swapping with friends too is another one that I do all the time. I always tell everybody here that it's like a library and you come get your stuff and, you know, I'll borrow from you. We do the same thing with games and books. Um, you know, if you have a little tribe, you can definitely share a bunch of stuff and that will save cost. Yeah. I love that. That has saved me multiple times. Um, and then being able to test something out right before you buy it. Um, okay. So our, well, one of our libraries that we go to, um, we, I guess somebody actually went to the head of the youth services department and said, would you be able to get certain things? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. All you have to do is ask. And so she started getting all kinds of great homeschool things. So you can even just look through something. That's so smart. You know, sometimes you just want to be able to, before you buy, you just want to be able to hold it and touch it and open it and look at it or maybe show it to your kids. I remember I was Mm going to get a particular curriculum for my daughter and I was sure she was going to love it. I just knew it was going to be perfect for her. And another mom in a co-op I was in at the time was selling it. And I said, would you just be able to bring it? We could look at it real quick. And I showed it to my daughter and she like ran the other way. She was like, no, this is not at all. No way, mom. So that's really good too. You can ask other people in your co-op, um, at your church, like, you know, anywhere, if they want to come, you can even set up like a little swap type thing. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I mean, everybody just comes, stick, you know, little stickers on your books, say how much they're asking for it, and you can do it that way. Um, use book sales. Also, let go of what you're not using because that will help your budget a little bit. So sell what you, you know, quit hanging on to something because you think maybe yes so that's so they, you might use it yeah or <laughs> and you haven't it's been sitting there for three years yeah like you think maybe you'll use it with your next child but here's the thing so <laughs> so two things unless it's like a really rare or out of print resource you don't really need to do that because one by the time your next child comes along you might have found something that you like way better because mm-hmm. new resources are coming out all the time. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There's always new stuff coming out. And second of all, like life of Fred or whatever, it's not going anywhere. So it's always going to be available to buy again. So you can mm-hmm. sell whatever you're doing now. And then if you think you're going to use that with your next child, um, have you guys ever done homeschoolclassifieds.com? No, I've okay. heard of it though. I've, I've done that a little bit. I've had success with it. The only thing is I think you can only post so many things before you buy so many things. There's like a, okay, you know, sort of balance. Yeah. You have to do something with that. So, but if there's like something you're looking for, you can just buy it. Um, Mm -hmm. that's not an issue. It's just selling. You have to sort of like trade off. You have to, there's like a credit system or something where you can only sell like, and you know what? And I haven't done that in a long time, so that might not still be accurate either. So I would definitely say go on there and look around a little bit. Um, you know, another one is homeschool buyers co-op. Okay. That's one that a lot of my friends use. I've never used that one. Just group buys will come up or discount buys come up for various things throughout the year. Ooh. Oh, okay. So like, I think I have heard of that now that you say that. They'll have things that it's like sales. Like I know Brave Writer I yeah. think was on there. It's not <laughs> making used that curriculum, up. right? It's just No, no. Yeah, because that's but the one that I heard about tech. too, that people were like, Yeah, if you need anything for Brave Writer, go over there right now. So right. yep. Yeah. Limited um, time authors, I think. You know, use book sales in your area. You can find maybe not curriculum, but definitely um you know, like your used library book sales and things like that, stock up on lots of good picture books or, um, you know, fiction. Um, the I've heard that the Well-Trained Mind Forum has sales in there. If you lean that way toward um, more classical um, homeschooling. And then sometimes if you have like a big co-op in your area, 
like one of those really big super co-op, like 300 family size co-ops, they'll have like used curriculum <laughs> sales too. And you don't have to be a member of the co-op to come and shop. So you can do that. Um, eBay. That's I a good one. got, when we did um, Oak Meadow, when my son was young, we did Oak Meadow for a few years and I got our curriculum on eBay and sometimes what you end up having to do, even if you're buying like a built curriculum like that, you might have to piece it together yourself Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like you might have to go and look at what they offer and then somebody will be selling one piece of it and somebody will be selling another piece of it. And maybe you have to get like Oak Meadow. Um, I remember one year, I think it was first grade, you did all the little bear readers and all those kinds of, you know, yeah. And so we had to find those elsewhere. But yeah, there's there's lots of different ways out there. So our next question comes from Kelly. And Kelly says, hi, ladies. This is my first year homeschooling. I have five kids, ages 11, 9, 6, 3, and 18 months. Honestly, I love homeschooling more than I thought I would. And at the same time, I'm having a hard time staying sane. It's the 18-month-old that I'm having a hard time with. During morning time, she cries and wants to nurse and is upset that I'm not doing what she wants. It's just loud. Any suggestions on how to handle toddlers while homeschooling? Also, any suggestions on how to encourage your children to just be quiet while others are trying to get their work done? I knew my kids were loud, but not this loud. I honestly think they've decided to band together and become as loud as possible. For that reason, for what reason, I don't know. Sigh. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> oh, Kelly. I can relate to that last bit. Yes. It's so hard. <laughs> loud kids. Doesn't Jamie at Simple Homeschool have a good post about the noise yes, of homeschooling? Yeah, I- Okay. Yep. We'll definitely have to link to that I in the show what notes. It's called, but um, because homeschooling is loud. Kids kids are loud. I mean, kids are loud, <laughs> but it's I think there's something noise is always the thing that bothers me the most of all the things that kids do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like it just I I can deal with it for a while and then all of a sudden I'm just like, "Whoa." Yeah. <laughs> you just can't think when when it's a certain level of loud and you want them to be having fun and learning and, you know, they're, they're able to be silly and joyful in a way that you can't, you know, if you were in public school, but, um, it's tricky. It's tricky if you're sensitive to sound. I, I always go outside. Like if the weather's nice, I'm thinking more of spring, but we'll go outside and for some reason, just doing school on the patio, that level of noise is so much different than when we were doing it in the family room. It's just something about the open air. Yeah. You know, I, and that's what I was kind of wondering about is if she could do uh we'll call it PE first, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like first thing in the morning. And I know if you live in a, a climate like mine, um, this is going to be tricky for the next mm-hmm. month and a half or so. But if you can take your kids outside and let them be loud like so loud give them a tambourine give them a a recorder um (laughs) let them you know yeah let them be loud let them get it out of their system a little bit and then maybe do more of like the concentrated homeschooling during the 18 month old's nap time in Mm -hmm. the afternoon um morning time doesn't have to be in the morning I'm sure I'm sure she knows that but you know, isn't that kind of still what we see most of the time? We all think we're supposed to wake up and like get to work. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Day has I mean, dawned, like get this job done. How many homeschool posts have you read that are like, okay, first of all, you get up in the morning, you get everybody seated at the table and you do math first because it's hardest, you know, that's yeah. kind of, yeah. So you don't have to do it that way. Mm-mm. I remember having, um, an 18 month old and like trying to nurse and trying to read at the same time. And like 18 month old nursing is basically like, how can I stick my foot in your mouth? Well, also, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that is, it's just hard. Um, so maybe that's when I would say like when, when I was nursing, we just did, audiobooks like non we did so many audiobooks 
Mm-hmm. I actually made my own. This was before. I don't think Audible. When did Audible come out? I don't know. I think it would have been a godsend <laughs> had I known about it if it existed. But like, I actually took books that we read that you know, because my my kids are all really close in age, so they were all little, and we weren't even homeschooling yet. But there were just certain books like Click Clack Moo and you know, like Snowy Day that I read over and over and over and over. And I just, it was hard with nursing. And I also had a puker. So it's like nobody wanted to sit near him too. That was the other thing. So I would, when they, when the big two were napping, I would record two, I forget how I did it exactly, but I recorded two picture books a day while I was nursing. Oh, that is genius. And then burned that my husband burned them on CDs. That is really, really smart. Yeah. And we should say you can get a free audible audiobook go to audibletrial.com slash sisters and you'll be able to download your first audible audiobook for free so you can you can try audible but i love that idea too to do your own audiobooks or but you hate the sound of your own voice the cute thing is because they'll still <laughs> listen to them now um and i am like you know i cringe when i hear my voice come on but you can hear the little baby noises which is cool oh that's because now sweet. that little baby is six and running around <laughs> yeah it's cute yeah so it's a nice keepsake yeah. i don't remember exactly how i did it <laughs> it was it was a survival mode <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Survival mode can make you incredibly creative, right? <laughs> just, I just remember, I was like, I just need to do two a day. And then like yeah. by the end of the week, we'll have a little library and they can just kind of... That's awesome. it was like, read this again, read this again. <laughs> this one wants to nurse. This one wants to eat. This one wants me to read this book yeah. for the 50th time. But I mean, audiobooks, so much learning can happen. And even if you just go to the library and stock up on them, you that can be some of your homeschooling right there. Maybe this isn't the season to be doing a ton of read alouds yourself while nursing a toddler. Cause it's right. hard. It's hard. And yeah. you can always do it later. Yeah. Well, and so she has 18 months, three, six, nine and 11. So even if the 11 year old is talking or the six year old is talking and it's like disrupting each other. Something else I was going to say is kind of setting up stations around the house for learning. So, I mean, maybe having a place where somebody can go and plug in with an audiobook, maybe having things that are portable that kids can go to their room to work on, um, mm-hmm. you know, just allowing some more of that, like it, it it doesn't have to be everybody around the table sitting still, working right. quietly. That that just might not happen with a three-year-old and an 18-month-old especially. Um, but you can also set up things for the 18-month-old and the three-year-old to kind of keep them busy if you do need to do things, you know, at a table, um, right. you know, working together. So one of the things that's really nice is to have sort of specific things that you pull out just during that time. So if you can set up things in bins, Play-Doh is fantastic. Play-Doh with Play-Doh tools. And Yes, and those are just the things that you do during school time. Sticker books um, for the three-year-old. Sarah McKenzie has um, something great at the Read Aloud Revival site that we can link to that talks about what to do um, to keep hands busy. So we can link to that too, but just things that will keep them busy. Um, At 18 months and three, even giving them snacks, giving them, Mm -hmm. you know, different things bring snow inside we used to do that all the time yeah yeah a couple spoons and measuring cups yeah (laughs) unfortunately what really keeps the 18 month old and three-year-old engaged are the highly messy things the messiest things right they can get a tarp yeah (laughs) sit down on the kitchen floor they can paint with water um there i mean there are a few things that are slightly less messy but the things Mm -hmm. that are going to keep them like super engaged are going to be things that you have to clean up later um or letting them use your stuff like I remember if I just gave them my pots and pans that was like yeah it's mom's pots and pans forget about the Melissa and Doug stuff (laughs) (laughs) this is the real deal (laughs) 
And for a three-year-old, you might be able to kind of, especially like if that three-year-old really looks up to those older siblings, you might be able to kind of do the like, do you want to do your school? Which might Mm -hmm. include um, big pieces of paper and washable markers or, um, you know, those sticker books or anything where they can kind of... um, feel like they're doing some schoolwork and it might seriously last for like 10 minutes while the six, nine and 11 year old, you know, need to do far more than that. But anything where you can kind of set them up with something, um, you know, and then homeschooling during when the 18 month old, and if the three-year-old is still napping, I had one (laughs) kidnap (laughs) way past three. I had another kid give up naps at two. Um, (laughs) so, you know, kind of little rascals, (laughs) you know, making maybe your most concentrated homeschooling time of the day during that nap time and the rest of the day doing other things. And then, and also with the noise, it, something that really just has always helped us is just having a quiet hour where you're just reading. Mm-hmm. Now we've we've graduated where you don't have to be in your room. My kids can actually be quiet for an hour with a good book as long as we've been to the library and we just all sit down and read. And it's really nice, and I feel like we all sort of recharge during that. And it's quiet because I have really loud kids. I know how she feels. Yeah. <laughs> Kara yeah. edits them out every week. <laughs> <laughs> and then they are loud. <laughs> I think the last thing I would say is just to be really kind to yourself. You have a wide age range of kids and they're all at ages. It's not like you have a 16 year old who can help with the 18 month old, you know, or anything. So they're also at an age where they really kind of need you a lot. But I mean, you could have, um, the 11 and nine year old take the 18 month old and three year old when you need to work with the six year old and the six year old, the nine year old, and the, you know, you could kind of split them up. Yeah. One reads a lot to the other. Have them yeah, work buddies. with the, um, you know, younger kids a little bit if you need to do one-on-one stuff, but also just know that, I mean, it doesn't have to look like, um, you know, everybody sitting around the table, listening quietly to mom, best behavior. It's, I, I don't think that really happens a whole lot unless your kids are just, um, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't think it happens a whole lot. So just really like be kind to yourself and have really reasonable expectations for, what it's going to look like and that it will get easier as the little ones get older. Yeah. This is a tougher season. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun and you know this what I has been fun. completely forgot something that's bringing us joy. Do you have a joy <gasps> thing? Yes. Oh, the what? puppy, as long as he gets oh, here, puppy. you guys, if, if hopefully by the, time, by the time this comes out, you yeah. have puppy pictures. If by the time yeah. you hear this, Kate does not have her puppy. Please call everyone, oh. you know, in Alabama and get that puppy <laughs> for crying out loud. Aww. Yeah. We're really excited. It's been a while and we're just, we're ready. Yeah. And we're, you know, through the wonders of Facebook and social media, I have met the foster mom and the people who rescued him. And we have the whole story and we get videos of him being a rascal. And we just can't wait till he's a rascal up here in New Hampshire. So I kind of want to drive do- down to Louisiana right now and get that puppy for you. I do too. But then oh, the thought, my friend man. was like, this is like such a great homeschool road trip. You like get in the car and drive to Louisiana and get the dog. And it, but my kids were so loud. Like, we're, just, we're not good in the car. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. New Hampshire to Louisiana. That is. It's, yeah. That's a lot. That's and a we had lot. that bomb cyclone last week. So it didn't, it didn't yeah. uh, peter out. It didn't happen. So, and, and I didn't realize, like I, you know, I had this moment of melting down with you, Kara, about how wonderful all these volunteers are. I always thought a transport was like, you know, a van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that came, or an airplane, but it's people giving an hour of their time to drive these pups out of the kill zone. Yeah. So yeah. it's really like a really amazing sort of thing that we're all learning about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be good when he gets here. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Me neither. We're going to have to put lots so, of pictures up everywhere. Everyone's going to be like, stop it. 
<laughs> okay, you got the dog. Already. No, I've seen him. He is super cute. They're going to be like, more pictures, more pictures. <laughs> yeah, then there's the picture of me like post blizzard out there at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are like, really? January? <laughs> oh, you know what, though? I have a good a friend crazy. who has worked with dogs for forever, and she said it's it's a great time to get a puppy in the winter because they learn how to do their business very quickly. Quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's good. Or they get really savvy in the house. <laughs> right. Or you have a dog like mine who loves snow, loves it. And so she goes out in the snow. And last week, I mean, it was like negative temperatures. I would set my alarm on my phone for three minutes because I'm like, we can't be out, you know, more than three minutes because like my skin is going to start peeling off my face. My contacts are going to freeze to my eyeballs. Um, you know, not everybody's wearing a fur coat, Roxy, let's get back in the house. (laughs) And she's out there and she's like, this is so much fun. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And then I think that's a shepherd because she's yeah. a shepherd, right? Yeah. My Belgian loved the snow. I yeah. think that's part of the reason why we started looking because it started snowing and we're all like, oh, like Finn would have loved this. She loves it. But yeah. I'm like trying to reason with her. And I'm like, it. you need to go potty <laughs> because you're going to die out here. So go. Come on. Yeah. And she's like, we'd have friends come over and they snow. could like see him just totally passed out like in in a snow mound out in our backyard. They'd be like, is he okay? I was like, he's loving life. Like this, right? <laughs> he loves this weather. <laughs> Wasn't necessarily sub zero, but like that was his, that was his like happy space. So yeah. I'm excited to see that again, even if it's going to have to be at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> so what's bringing you joy? Our informal book club. Did you finish still life? Oh, Yes, you did. It was so good. Okay. I'm on book three. <laughs> you are? Oh, I just got the second one. Okay. I haven't started it yet. I just started book three. So, yeah. I'm telling you, it's been like, we've been stuck inside. The kids have been sick. I'm not feeling great. It's been all, it's either Louise Penny or puppy training books. And that's about it. <laughs> oh, it was so good though. It was really, really good. I have to, okay. I have a confession. I bought that book during like a you know, one of those like Kindle deals where it was like one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I started to read it. I couldn't get into it. And then, really? so I was, but everybody talks about how good they are. So I was like, what am I missing? So then I got it on audible and I didn't even start listening to it. It just sat on my phone for forever. And here's the great thing about audible. Like you can return books. So I just returned what? it. Yeah. If you haven't, li- like, I don't think you can, if like, you haven't listened. Well, to it. Yeah, probably, no. I mean, if you didn't do it all the time, I think even if you listen to it, if you're like, this is terrible. Like if, you know, I guess maybe if you listen to the entire book and you're just like, I didn't <laughs> like, like this book. I want another one. Yeah. After a while, Audible might be like, um, <laughs> but I never listened to it. So I, I returned it and I finally, I bought it just like a copy, like a paperback copy of it. I could not put it down. It was so good. So it was so good. And it's the perfect, like post holiday stuck in the house. I mean, you're reading about Canada up in the snow. It's just, it was the whole thing was just perfect. It's so cozy. I got it for murders. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's a cozy murder. I got it for my Christmas Eve book and it was, I could barely wait to start it because I knew it was started a little early. It was going to be good (laughs) because I had tried to start it. I just couldn't get into it or whatever. So it's just funny. Sometimes you need books in different formats and things and you need to figure out. I usually need the hold in your hand book. I'm like so old fashioned. There's something wonderful about like just a paper. There is, especially in winter, I think. Yeah, you got me that for Christmas and it was perfect because I did the, the, um, what's it called? Book flood. Uh, yes. The hope of sisters. I have a cold and I can't can't think, but, um, I did that for everyone in my family and my husband was like, do not buy books. Cause what always happens is this time of year is like reading time, right? This in summer, it's like hunker down. I'm going to read. And then he's like, you know, I'm pulling stuff out of my stocking and he's like, yep, you already got that one. (laughs) You read that one last week. Sorry, told you not to buy books. Well, this is how, yeah, I, I like forced a book club on you. I'm like, I'm sending you the exact same oh my book gosh, I'm reading please. so we can talk about it. Force a book club on me anytime. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I hope other sisters will check that book out because it's really, really, really good. And um, there's 
tons of them in the series. Do you own book like three? A, no, I just I'm going to send it, it to you. I'm <gasps> going gonna, gonna to hunker down. Let's oh. see if I can bang this one. See now, but now Poppy's coming. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I well, bet I can bang it out. You know what? If it's okay, I can, I can just buy it. It's all right. <laughs> I'm not saying no, but I'm also saying that. <laughs> I'll keep you posted on my progress. <laughs> okay. I might be up with the whimpering dog in the middle of the night reading Louise Penny. Like, <laughs> oh, I hope so. Because Shh. I mean, I, I, I don't want you to be up in the middle of the night, but I hope that puppy gets to you very soon. So, um, <laughs> all right. All the show notes for this episode are going to be at the homeschool sisters.com. We would love more questions from you because we think what we're going to do um, if you guys decide that you do want more episodes is we're going to do more just answer your question episodes. Mm -hmm. So um, keep an eye out for that survey. We're going to be sending out on all the places. We would love to hear from you because we want to support you as much as we can this year in homeschooling and in motherhooding and in all kinds of good things in reading and hooging, (laughs) all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So it was so good talking to you again. I'm so glad we're back. I am too. This feels good. Have a good week. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next. So head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com and click on ask us a question. We share posts over there too. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this sister. Sister.